Greetings, family. This is Delisha Artis, and I am your host of the Wealthy Crown Podcast. The Wealthy Crown is where we empower believers and kingdom entrepreneurs on how to become better financial stewards by applying both godly wisdom as well as practical money strategies. So get ready to position yourself for financial breakthrough and abundance by the supernatural power of God. And may your hands never lack what's in your heart to do for the kingdom of God. Hey, Wealthy Crown family, welcome back to this week's episode of the Wealthy Crown Podcast. If this is your very first time joining us, welcome. We are elated to have you, and we want to encourage you to go ahead, become a part of this community and family by making sure that you're connected to the podcast, by following, download it. If you're on Apple Podcasts, please make sure you go ahead and give us a five-star rating. Um, That's going to allow us to continue to reach the people that God has called us to reach in this season as we impact the world with this message of honoring God with your finances. Now, I love the way that the Holy Spirit has set up this series. As you know, if you have not uh, tuned in, we've been in this series talking about shame. And I believe that the Holy Spirit has us speaking about this because we're really dealing with the spiritual aspect of moving forward in your financial journey. Because what we've learned over the past couple of weeks is that before we can start that money plan, before we can do that 90-day review, we have to deal with the spiritual things like shame, guilt, and condemnation. Because those are spiritual things that we have to deal with before we can move forward with the practical things that are necessary to experience God's financial best. So I want to encourage you in this moment, if you have not listened to the last two episodes, I'm going to link them below in today's show notes, but go back and listen to Financial Shame. And then the one from last week is called Forgiven, because it's really going to be able to give you the full picture of what we're going to share on today. Now, on last week, we received this message on Instagram and And one, it let me know that this is all set up completely by the Holy Spirit and that we are on track with our assignment. The message said, good day, minister artist. Just so happened, I listened to the previous podcast this morning on my drive to work and realized that I do have shame. And then I listened to today's message about forgiveness. My question is, how do you sin no more in shame? I love it. I love this question. Of course, I encourage them to make sure they tune in to this week's episode because that is what we're talking about on today. And so we actually entitled today's episode, as you can see, Sin No More. Now, when you look at John 8, which is the revelation that the Holy Spirit began to speak to us about concerning shame, we're going to look at verse 11 again. And it says out of the King James Version, she said, No man, Lord. And Jesus said unto her, Neither do I condemn thee. Go and sin no more. Now, this is an account in John 8 where there's this young lady who is being accused or was caught, rather, in adultery. So she was actually guilty of the act. It was in this place where the spirit of shame wanted to condemn her and attack her that she actually received the grace and the forgiveness of Jesus that allowed her to go and sin no more. I want to also read it out of the Amplified Bible. 
And it says, she answered, no, Lord. And Jesus said, I do not condemn you either. Go from now on, sin no more. Let's go over to Romans 2 and 4. And I'm going to read out of the Amplified Bible because this clearly gives us the answer, the key to really sinning no more. Romans 2 and 4, and it says, Or do you have no regard for the wealth of his kindness and tolerance and patience in withholding his wrath? Are you actually unaware or ignorant of the fact that God's kindness leads you to repentance? That is to change your inner self, your old way of thinking, seek his purpose for your life. You guys, Romans 2 and 4 gives us the answer. The key to sinning no more is repentance. Now, I want to talk a little bit about repentance and what that really means. Because what we see, even in the scripture, it talks about God's kindness and his tolerance and his patience. We got to know that when we receive God's forgiveness, and I said this on last week's podcast, That God's forgiveness comes with a responsibility, which is to sin no more. Forgiveness is a result of God's kindness. So when we encounter God's kindness, God's goodness, through ways of receiving his forgiveness, then guess what? It produces in us the willingness to change. Repentance by definition means to rearrange your entire way of thinking, feeling, And being in order to forsake that which is wrong. Repentance is not feeling bad and crying and being remorseful, although I believe that is a part of it. But repentance means to change. It means to go into a different direction. It means that I thought this way, I was going this way when it comes to this area of my life, but now I'm going to do things differently. You know, I think about this young woman. And I think about the practicality. What practical steps did she have to take after encountering God's forgiveness, God's goodness? Jesus said, listen, I don't condemn you. Go, move forward with your life. But here's the key. You have to sin no more. And I believe for her practically, after having that encounter with Jesus, what did it mean for her to sin no more? Well, I believe that she had to change where she hung out. She could no longer keep the same friends. I believe she had to change her conversations. I believe she had to go back, although they didn't have cell phones then. But for us, she had to change her contacts. Maybe she had to change her number. Maybe she had to separate from those who were unwilling to accept her new identity in Christ. She probably also had to separate from those who once did the things that she did. And they were unwilling to change. They didn't know about this Jesus. They didn't know about this new found way of living. And they were unwilling to change and accept it. So I'm pretty sure she had to do the hard thing of separating herself from them. Maybe she had family members or those who were used to her doing the thing that she used to do. And so maybe in her presence, they would constantly bring up, well, you used to do this. And you used to go there and maybe they spoke to her from the place of her past and not from her future, not from her true identity in Christ. 
Repentance is about changing. But how do you change? Romans 12 and 2. It tells us, be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed. Be ye changed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Repentance means change. And the only way to truly change is to deal with your thinking. My apostle calls it stinking thinking. That means you have to change your way of thinking so that you can change your way of doing. This is why in all of our teachings, even in our clients that we work with one-on-one inside of the Wealthy Crown Academy, the first thing that we deal with is the money mindset. Because we can create the money plan all day. We can do the 90-day review. But if your mind has not been renewed to God's way of thinking, to his ways, to the word of God, to practical money strategies, then guess what? You're not going to be able to execute on that money plan. So what am I going to have to do practically in order to cause my mind to change so that my behaviors can change? Well, the first thing that you have to do is you have to get into agreement with God's way of thinking and God's thoughts and ways concerning money. We know from his word, which is God's thoughts and his ways, Isaiah 55. That means tithing is important. That means I agree with God concerning giving. That means I agree with God concerning debt elimination. That means I have a money plan in place that's going to help me manage the 90%. Where did we get that from? Luke 19. It was only the servants that managed well what they had that were increased and promoted. So the first step is you have to learn God's thoughts and ways. And this is why the wealthy crown is here to teach you those things. But you have to get in agreement with those things in your action. Second step to repentance and changing your mind and your way of thinking is you have to agree with God's thoughts concerning who you are. Shame will make you think that the things that you've done in your past is who you are. And that's not the case. I used to say constantly, I'm not good with money. I'm not good with money. I'm not good with money. And I had to change my confession. You know what? I am learning new ways about handling my finances. I'm getting better every single day. I'm investing time in myself. I'm investing resources so that I can get the knowledge that I need in order to become a better financial steward. Yes, that's what I did in my past, but that is not my identity. 2 Corinthians 5 and 17 says, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. All things are passed away, and behold, all things become new. This means when I receive God's forgiveness, when I deal with the spirit of shame, I am no longer speaking in alignment with my past financial decisions. That's not who I am now. I am learning and growing in the area of financial stewardship. And I'm doing the things practically that I need in order for my mindset to change. The third thing is you have to take some time to renew your mind. Like I stated, your financial change is going to require an investment of time and money. Why the money? Well, Matthew 6 and 21 says wherever your treasure is, your heart is going to be there. 
you're not truly ready for a financial change and transformation until you make an investment. And that may look like coming to a financial workshop. That may look like purchasing a book. Doesn't have to be a wealthy crown book, but making that financial investment for your growth as it relates to your knowledge. And then also making the investment of time. Even with the Wealthy Crown Academy, even with our classes, you can't just pay and make the investment and not show up to do the work. Changing your way of thinking so that you can get different results in your finances, it's gonna require an investment of time and money. And the last step is accountability. You must have some type of accountability that's going to keep you committed and focused on this new way of living. What does accountability look like practically? Well, for some of us, accountability looks like I'm going to put up the credit cards for the month of April. I'm only going to spend what I physically know that I have coming in cash-wise. Anything on the credit card, I'm not doing it. I'm taking it off of my person. I'm putting the credit cards in my freezer. Trust me, they'll be okay. And I'm not going to spend. That may mean changing your grocery store or going to a different grocery store. Maybe the grocery store you like going to is right across the street from Target. And for some reason, you can never go into the grocery store and not go into Target, which causes you to overspend. So you may stick with that same grocery store, but go to a different location that's not surrounded by these other shopping centers that you don't have the discipline or the willpower just yet to not go into. A major part of accountability, and this is what I love that we really provide to our clients, is having a third party there or someone there that's going to help you stay on task. If you are married, sometimes that's your spouse. Sometimes it's babe. I'm not going to shop Amazon this month, and I need you to keep me accountable. That may mean removing the app from your phone for the next 30 days. That means your favorite credit card that you use, giving it to your spouse. Don't give this to me until May. Or you may be in a place where you and your spouse are in need of accountability. Then that's when you call in a third party, and that's what we are for our clients. Someone who wants you to win and reach your financial goals and someone that won't sacrifice your financial goals for your feelings. That's what we are for our clients. We want to see our clients win and excel because personally, I know what it feels like to lose in the area of my finances, but I also know what it feels like to win and I also know what it takes. So yes, we do take into consideration what's a priority for our clients. I talk about this often. Maybe you love getting your Starbucks every Tuesday. Then that's not something we want to eliminate out of the money plan. But there may be times where we have to recommend something that doesn't feel good in order to reach your financial goals. For example, and I'll use this as we end today's episode. I remember working with a client one-on-one and for my client at that time, getting her hair done was a priority. It was something that needed to be done 
And it was something that she had to have in order for her to fully commit to the process. And I got it. Completely got it. Understood this needs to be in the money plan. So we didn't touch it. We made sure every single month there was an allotment for her to actually get her hair done. We got to a place, we were reaching our financial goals, paying things off, saving, catching things up. We were making progress. And it was time for her to get her hair done again. But this month, she wanted to do something differently. Instead of the normal $60 hairdo, it was now going to require $200. Now, in my private time and spending time with the Holy Spirit, I knew this was something that we were going to have to touch on. And the Holy Spirit prompted me and basically said, you're going to have to tell her <laughs> that we're not going to be able to do the, that hairstyle this month. And of course, I'm nervous because I know that this is important to our client. But I also know what the Holy Spirit is telling me to do. So, of course, I'm in prayer. I'm asking for the Holy Spirit, the right words to say, because I'm also considerate of my client's feelings. I'm not a robot. I understand what that may feel like to not be able to do something you really want to do in this season, in this moment. So, of course, we got on the call and we began walking through the information, going through the updates. And we got to the moment where I began to share with her what the Holy Spirit said to me. And as I released the news to her, she was silent. And as we began to talk through some things and work on her money plan, immediately she said, I know this is God. And I go, why do you say that? Well, while we were talking on the phone about her money plan, she received a text message from that hairstylist saying, hey, I'm actually not going to be able to do your hair because I'm not feeling well. I apologize. I'm willing to reschedule. Let me know a better date for you. And me and her both begin to cry on the phone. From my perspective, even as her financial coach, I didn't want to tell her that because I knew how much it meant to her with all the other things she was doing to reach her financial goals. And that moment was such an encouragement to me. And God letting me know that when I tell you something, please know that I'm going to back you up. I'm not going to leave you out there high and dry. I'm going to let your clients know that what you're sharing with them is coming from me and not from you. And then my client knew in the moment also that God was with her, that God was supporting what we were doing to help her get back on track financially, that she was not alone, and that, yes, she absolutely could still get her hair done, right? It wasn't that she couldn't. We just couldn't spend $200. We needed to stay within the $60 range that was set. That's the power of accountability. When you are working with us, you don't just get me. I don't enter any situation alone. The Holy Spirit is my partner. That's why you'll constantly hear me say, we, I don't do this work alone. Pray that this blessed you. I'm so excited about what God is doing in and through your life. Please always share with us what these podcasts are doing for you and how they are encouraging you. Email us. DM us on Instagram and let us know because that is encouragement to us. 
All right, guys, we love you and we look forward to speaking again next week.